When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Courtside Fracker. I'm going to say another this time because we just did one the other day. Um, my name is Mario. I'm joined this morning by Yas. I say morning because it's a morning recap. How are you doing, Yas? All good, bro. Nice and early after the yeah. night before. Yeah, we, as being fans of the NBA, leaves us with this issue where the games are on when we should be asleep and you're always... You're watching it, then you want to talk about it. But the time you want to talk about it, people are awake, and blah, blah, blah. so we thought we'd, uh, yeah, burn burn the candle at both ends, catch the games really late, and then record straight after. Um, it being Monday morning, the f- after the first weekend, we thought we'd cover the games that we watched this weekend. Um, and let's get right into it. For those of you who are listening and don't know, uh, Yas is a diehard Celtic fan, and just thinking about how this game could have potentially ended a little differently yesterday. <laughs> yes, I'm oh, it's a very different up. morning. It's I'm a very different morning. I may have been on this pod by myself, but thankfully, um, that wasn't the case. And your Boston Celtics did pull out uh, a last minute win over the Brooklyn Nets. Um, let's talk about it. So, yes, um, I've got a few, I guess, high-level um, points I want us to cover when we recap the games. We've got player the game, two biggest plays, biggest blunder, and who won the coaching matchup. So so let's start for this game. Um, who was your player of the game? Ironically, uh, it was the villain himself. Um, I don't think you could look past Kyrie. Like, obviously... There's the there's the background. There's him saying, "Yeah, unsolicited promise to resign," and then going back on it like a couple months later. Da, la, 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 we don't need to get into it. And then since then, there's been um, last year's series where the cynic would say he maybe gaslit the fan base about. Mm. Oh, are you, are you the cynic? Racist, and it's like okay. But when you left, they asked if you'd heard any racist stuff in your time there, and you said no. So that's okay. And then he went back and stumped on the logo, which I found very funny because the reaction was, it's just a logo. And my reaction to that was, well, he's walked back from the locker room to stand on it. So you can't have a go at the fans for, for finding meaning in something when a guy himself has gone and found meaning in something to do it actually in the first place, right? Yeah, he he, he made it a thing by doing it, right? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then he got a bottle chucked at his head, which missed and stuff like that. So so there is um, previous. He, he had a little PR attempt, I think, this this time round where like Jason Tatum came out before the game and said, yeah, Kyrie regrets how some things happened in Boston and... Um, and he said, you know, I want to get to a point where they play my highlights sometimes, you know. Um, don't know <laughs> if that's going to happen again now. Uh, a few a few fingers were flipped. A few uh, things were said last night. It was it was a hostile atmosphere, but he was amazing. Um, started a bit rough. 
first three quarters, I think a lot of his points were from the free throw line. Um, but fourth quarter, he just went off. It was just unbelievable shot making, late shot clock stuff, off the dribble. Um, yeah, he, he's just someone you can't really guard. I think I think early on, maybe we gave him a bit too much and Daniel Tice was, you know, maybe not tight enough when he was tra- like trailing in transition and stuff like that. And a few easy ones, but fourth quarter, he was guarded right. And nothing that was thrown at him worked. Marcus Smart did an admirable job on him, but um, was tough. Jalen Brown picked him up at times. It was tough. Um, finished with 39, 6 of 10 from 3, 12 of 20 from the field, 60% in a playoff game. Mm. Insane efficiency from someone who is guarded as tightly as he was. Um, and and yeah, he got involved. Like He got a few steals, got a few assists. He, he was just outstanding. Um, on a night where Durant, was below par. Uh, they yeah. really needed that. Like I think you're putting it nicely. Yeah, I think you're putting it nicely. I think all, all Durant's best work was on the defensive end, and we, we maybe might get to that in the next couple of points. Um, your two biggest plays of the game, yes. I think you got to start on with the with the final play. Got to start with the final play, and and I think um, we talk about Kyrie being defended well. That came from they got they got a one point lead. Um, it's closing second, about 15 20 seconds left. Kyrie's defended really well by Smart. He funnels him over to Horford, um, towards the weak side, doesn't let him get to the basket. Uh, really good contest. Horford gets the rebound, and then it's out to Jalen Brown in transition on, on Dragic. And I'm there screaming, Take a timeout. There's 12 seconds left, 11 mm. seconds left. We've got a timeout. We're one point down. We need a good look here. Udoka lets it run. Um, players spoke at the end about it. they like that. They they're trusted to make decisions. Yeah, Dragic is a decent matchup for Brown, but Dragic keeps him keeps him from getting into the paint. Doesn't let him come inside. Brown turns around, kicks it out to Smart, and Marcus Smart. This is what I was saying last night. Marcus Smart of a year and a half ago does not make the play he made. Marcus Smart mm. chucks up a prayer like, yeah, fuck it, I'll I'll get this off. You know, um, pump fake. One dribble. Who, who, who bit, remind me who who bit on that? Was that? Was I that think it was Paxton and Curry. I don't one hundred percent remember, okay. um, but two guys. They bit on that like out. he was he was Steph Curry, mate. Bro, <laughs> it, it was he just shit the bed, didn't it? Like last seconds, just shit the bed. Got to get that's the... why you don't let the defense set up, man. Yeah, someone didn't read the scouting report. It, uh, they they run out, close him out. He takes one dribble in between them. Um, and also the, the bit of the play which is so good is Horford's there. Like Horford's the obvious pass. He, he, he's mm. kind of in a low post, but there isn't the time for it. And he just notices Tatum just ghosting in behind Horford, makes that pass. Tatum spin round Kyrie, ironically, who's half picking him up. Um, and then lays it in. And and buzzer goes. It's the last second. They wave it off. They actually wave it off and have to review the the play. So my pessimistic self is like, fuck, we've... I'm all over the gaff. Um, but yeah, amazing play, amazing play. And I, and I don't think there's one that can be topped than that. That's what basketball's about. That's what all the tweets were. What a sport, this shot clock sport. It gives us moments like that that, that no no other sport really can. So um, yeah, unreal play. And, and there was there was good plays all over. I think it was, it was a real grind though. We'll talk about other series and stuff. It was a proper grind. Like, mm. I think it's... I think of all the series so far, there is the social stuff and the teams know each other very well. Doka worked with the Nets last year. 
Durant and Tatum were with Team USA this year. Um, Bruce Brown and Marcus Smart are very close. The teams know each other really well. The fan bases don't like each other. So there is a lot of tension. And it felt like a finals game. Like it was there a, was a night. lot of nerves. There was a lot of nerves, uncharacteristic turnovers, sloppiness. Yeah. Well, the next was seven turnovers in like the first seven minutes. And a lot of that was good defending, you know, getting out, stripping people. But Celtics didn't really make the most of that. It was it was loose around the basket. It was it was um Daniel Tyson's really poor around the basket. Jalen Brown started horribly shooting. Mm. Um Durant maybe is a good segue into now, even I haven't seen Durant that sloppy in possession and, and everything. Sai on the spaces last night said it, it was due to um, them not starting his possessions high up enough so he didn't have the space to dribble into. But I think it's partly that. I think it's partly scouting and knowing what his tendencies are in, in lifting the ball and everything like that. And also just the intensity and the pace of the game probably took a lot of them by surprise. Like It was really, really high level. Yeah, you could see, you could see that in the first half. And I think... My assumption when I was watching it is that it's Kevin Durant. Second half, he'll get into it, but he just he just never did. And he showed he showed he flirted with it. Like there was two buckets he got back to back, which were tough in the third or fourth. Um, but it, he was defended well. Like some he of the contests was, was, were yeah. unbelievable. Um, there was a Tatum block on a Durant jumper, which is maybe the best one v one I've seen Durant defended. Like yeah, it was late in the shot clock and stuff, so he knew he had to take the shot, but. He it was seven foot Durant right back with his arc like right over his head lead fade away, um, and Tatum got a block on it. It was it was outstanding. So yeah, I and, think and, this, and he this, scored one on Durant down the other end, um, a fade away over over Durant. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, that might be okay, his best JT. shot. But yeah, the neutrals, <laughs> man. Everyone in the like Twitter was like, please let this go seven because it was it was it was a great watch, man. It was unreal, but but not. I'd be more encouraged if I was a Nets fan after last night, to be honest. Would you? Um, for a team with all their issues defensively and um, Durant not playing well and it being in Boston and early turnovers mm. and everything like that, they lost all the quarter fireballs, they lost the turnovers, they lost the rebound battle, they lost the offensive boards massively because Horford was a mismatch and they lost it with the last play of the game by one. So you look at that Boston and think, okay, well, what happens if they turn it on, really turn it on? So yeah, I, I think in my mind, I said um, every game they need between the two of them, KD and um, Kyrie, to get sixty. And I took a look, and they got sixty-two between the two of them. So a, a bit over my threshold, but you're like right. It was not their best performance all round. Sloppy on the defensive end. Um, but I think your guys, some of your guys can play better than they did as well. I don't think it was one of those particular games where everyone was balled to the walls. Size can definitely have a better game than he did. I think Jalen, like you mentioned, was poor converting and finishing around the rim. So this is definitely a series we want to see go six, seven games, um, see coaches adjust. Um, biggest blunder, if you had one? I think in a game where it's so tight, obviously it's been decided by a point, there was a... There was a, a play, I think, in the third quarter where Kyrie's doing the inbound pass from under the basket and just no one's there to receive it. They're all in the opposite half. They're all mm. in the front court. And Nash was going mental. Kyrie was going mental. Obviously, he's got a five-second limit, and so he just has to play it, smart intercepts it, and gets his dunk. And it was proper, like, grassroots stuff. Like It was like, how is something that level, that miscommunication happening 
um, at that level. And I remember thinking when it happened, I was like, if this gets decided by a point, I would be going spare. I'd be going mad as a coach about that play. And You're going to remember that play. I don't know if you, you caught it, but um, at the end of the game, KD had like a 10, 12 second period where he didn't move. Like everything was going on around him and he just didn't move. It was like, like he hopped right, like, and when you watch, so that's just a zoom in on KD, then you watch it. And I couldn't quite tell, but it felt like Tatum was his man. Mm. But he was so attracted to the ball that he just let Tatum kind of, and then lovely put the footwork, the poise in the moment. And I remember a, 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 a while ago, uh, back when Miami used to go head to head with the Pacers, um, there was a final play where Paul George overplayed LeBron James. Mm. Um, so it was like, it was an inbound and Paul George has gone right the way up to LeBron James to kind of get it, but he's over-egged it, which meant that he's now given LeBron the, the space to get a layup. And then when they're like, LeBron clutch, he's like, it's just a layup, man. <laughs> and JT said the same thing. It was like, it was, like, it was a layup, man. It's a layup, man. But listen, that poison at that moment, he he's like, you know, when he got it, he could have he could have just went up for a little, you know, bunny shot. He could have mm. maybe f- fade away, but he t- saw Kyrie took him out. I-, I loved it. I loved it, and I knew it was good um, as soon as it went in. Um, and finally, who won the coaching matchup? Do you know what? I think even if Nash had a great night, Sire would give him no credit whatsoever. That guy can't do any right by him. Um, <laughs> I think I think I think Udoka did get them out. Like the scouting report seemed really good. We contested stuff on KD really well. Kyrie's coverage was really good. The only real little X factor they had is is Claxton's rim protection was was a, a bit of a game changer. We're gonna need Rob Williams back, but the actual looks we got, the opportunities we got, the possessions we got, and how we set up defensively. I think you've got to go Udoka. Um but I don't think that I don't think it was a badly coached game from Nash. I think I think once they calmed down, they did very well to be level at halftime, considering all the the sloppiness and stuff. But yeah, I'd say Doka just with 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 how we defended those main guys, despite them getting sixty. I think that's you're, they're going to you know. But um, Kyrie going yeah. Yeah, is tough. Exactly. Cool. Let's go on to game number two: uh, Bulls versus the Bucks. This was one that. We all called as a potential sweep uh, based off how the regular season had had, had gone. Um, it ended up in a box win, uh, but it was a bit of a nasty game, wasn't it? A, a ninety-three to eighty-six win. I was for the like, Bucks. I was like, what am I? What? At some point in the fourth, like, <laughs> one, point, one point in the fourth, it was um, the the Bulls were two of fourteen and the Bucks were one of eight. And and I was like, what am I watching? But that I think that was almost a story of. The last three quarters, the Bulls having almost double the amount of attempts as the Bucks. The Bulls, man, they should they should be fuming. They had they they were in the ascendancy for a lot of this game. They surprised me of how well they were. They played with amazing pace. That number there in the fourth, having twice as many attempts, they played with great pace. They just started like absolute shit. Um, mm. I don't think they even tried to defend for the first six minutes. Like they were all over the place, and that was where the damage was done, really. Because um, because they were really good at time. Like I didn't give them a prayer in this series, but to lose by seven, and and your main three go 
I shoot a combined 30% or something. DeRozan and, and Levine were awful. Um, down the stretch, especially. Oh, I'd be fuming. I'd be fuming. In a series, no one gave them a prayer. They were really good. Just, yeah, you, you know how these guys... In, in those series that you don't have a prayer, you need that first game. Because the Bucks now are going to be like, oh, hold on. This is what we did wrong. We're not going to come mm-hmm. out that sloppy. We're not going to come out that lax and not rate them in game two. And they probably win it pretty handily. Um, maybe if you're a Bulls fan, you say that their they're big three don't have as poor a game as they had in game one. But Bucks are a better team, top to bottom. Um, who's your player of the game? It's, it's tough. I, I think Yanis is the obvious choice. And Yanis had a really good game with 27 and 16. Like they, they couldn't really handle him. Caruso did an admirable job at times. He's a hell um, of a defender, man. Fucking hell. Yeah, Pat Williams <laughs> did an admirable job, but it's just it's just Yanis. But I think I guess like maybe not player of the game because again, like the shooting. You can't ignore the shooting. It wasn't an efficient night, but mm. for some speaking of people, I didn't give a prayer. I thought Vucevic was really, really good. I thought he was he wasn't that efficient. He missed some easy ones and everything like that. But he is kind of what I see as the Bulls' biggest problem. And and even at the start of the even at the start of the game, Lopez was at a free throw line twenty seconds in. I was like, oh, here we go. Um, but he, but he, he was good, man. Like he was playing some good stuff out the out the post. Um, finished finished with twenty four and seventeen. Like wasn't the most efficient, but con- compared to his two co stars, was was the Bulls' only real go to. So while I think Yanis yeah. comes away as as you know he's dominated at the end of the day and he's got his and and he's led his team to a win. I think Caruso was outstanding, and I think. Um, I think Vooch, for all of his warts and, and issues, had a really good game, man. If they can get that Vooch every night, even even defensively, like he wasn't a total turnstile. He has some he has some good moments. Um, always makes you look better when Tristan Thompson's your replacement player who couldn't crack eight minutes last night, despite <laughs> the ball needing rim protection. He was just an awful. Um, but yeah, I think I think Vooch was really good. If they can get that guy for the rest of the series. Then they'll be they'll be in in decent nick. Nice. Um, what did you have as your two biggest plays, if any? Well, I'll go back to Vooch to be honest, because there was there was a, it was more a stretch than any certain plays. I think I'm going to talk about um, the coaching in a second, but third quarter he just there was a this is where I started waking up to Vooch's game. Like got an and one. Um, then he took on Lopez in the low post. Then he got a rebound down the other the other end and he, and he stopped Lopez got a three on the down when they went to the other end um then he defended Lopez again successfully got another big rebound successfully and then this was the first time the Bulls had a chance to lead yeah um and he missed the three but then Kobe White got it and and they they had the little 5-0 run and, and they got the got the lead so um that was kind of it wasn't a set play which the Bulls had a lot of really nice sets um, which we'll talk on in coaching, but it was just a really important stretch. And that is where I, I was like, okay, Vooch has done his job here two ways. He's been a stopper. He's got secured massive rebounds, he's gone the other way. And now he needs DeRozan and Levine to take over. And the lights were just way too bright for those two. So, so that was a shame. Yes, it's, it's really not a, a, a good look at 
DeRozan was trying to take on uh, Yanis one-on-one, waving off, waving off and Levine. Let, let me take on Yanis, man. Let me take on one of the best defenders in the league <laughs> who's got me beat for strength, speed, height, bounce, wh- whatever you could potentially think of. Um, and you look, you look at the box score and you see Levine and DeRozan, you're like 18 a game. Yeah, no, good game. Six of 25 shooting from DeRozan. Six of 25. In a playoff game, it's it's not going to do you anything. And Levine, Levine was putting up prayers, man. Like some of the shots were so far off and and forced. He, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see see the season that he has because he's on paper an elite three level scorer. Um, obviously, this season is the season he wants to get his payday in the summer as well. Um, DeRozan, I saw the graphic that the courtside account posted the other day where he's kind of where you've got the best, the, the person who scored the most points from a certain distance. Mm, and like, from, from like eight, yeah, from like 10 feet to like seven feet, every single one is him. So, yeah, you're it's, gonna... it's tough. It's tough. This is a tough series for him, I think, in general. Like Lopez and Yanis in there, even Bobby Portis, that's a lot of size. Um, that they can just drape all over him. Drew defends and above his side. Necessarily, yeah, and he's not necessarily going to fly to the rim either, is he? So, you know, my mid-range needs to fall. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that's a problem. Even when the Bulls play a good enough game like they did last night, Milwaukee are just too big. Um, they're just too big. Roots is the only guy in that team rotation with any real size. Like, they, people want Pat Williams to be a four. And it's like, bro... He's 19 and 6'6", six, six, like 6'7", six, like leave him alone. Yeah, he'll, he'll get bullied, man. Stop forcing him into a role where he's always going to be under. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, biggest blunder? Biggest blunder was every shot in the fourth that those two brothers <laughs> <laughs> I swear, like, it was just such, it was just so... So do you know what? I'm gonna I'm not gonna be harsh and, and keep beating a dead horse. I think the biggest blunder was how the Bulls came into the game. They they there's been a few teams so far that just have looked overawed by the playoffs early. Um Toronto, I don't know if we'll touch on Toronto Sixes were another one at the end of this game, but Bulls just came into this like they had the no chance. And and um Milwaukee ran out, I think it was a twenty one seven lead to start, and it was just the damage is done, man. You can't. This is not the regular season now where people sit guys and you can go on runs against second units. Like that was the biggest blunder coming in and not locking stuff down. Because second half they were they were the better side. Maybe the three quarters they were the better side. Um yeah. but this, first, this is that game that it feels like you know when you can nick one. I feel like we're not gonna touch on it today, but Dallas also missed a trick, Utah, where it's like, hold on, you've kind of they're not they're not ready for you today. Nick yeah. this one, and then now we can have a conversation. And you've kind of yeah, let, let Yanis do what Yanis does. Where it's if it's closed down the stretch, all right, I'm gonna take over now. That's it. Um, probably the finest basketball player in the world right now, but uh we'll have conversations on that in subsequent pods. Um, who won the coaching matchup? I, I think Donovan, man. I think Billy Donovan was, yeah. was really good. I think especially after the half after half. It's always interesting. After timeouts is one thing, but always interesting after at the start of quarters, because it's when they've got the guys in and they start thinking, all right, cool. And the Bulls ran some really nice... The Bulls run some very pretty things. It's it's almost... It very much is the Rosen's team in that way. Like, you're like, okay, they're very pretty, and then they get slapped down the other end, right? But um, he ran some really nice corner sets. 
Um, a lot, a lot of good off-ball movement from people like Caruso, from Williams, from the from the weak side. Um, and and yeah, it was just they just ran some really good offense. There was a there was a lot of good ball movement, um, a, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that Milwaukee, with all their defensive acumen, struggled to to keep keep a hold of. Really, the looks were good. Um, the looks were good. He he ran um, not just corner stuff, but it, you'd get you'd get um, one four sets where you just had like Caruso as a ball handler, and then the straight line of four just ahead of him, and then everyone had really good roles of how to flare and curl off that Vucci come set a screen, and then before you know it, the ball made it out to the weak side, and they double up on the weak side to allow DeRozan or Levine to go isolation. Which against Drew is like okay, cool, it's tough, but it, it was good. I think Donovan drew up some really nice stuff. He made a nice adjustment to just allow, like Vooch needed the help, um, mm. so they made an adjustment to crowd the paint as in game uh, and stop things a lot more and, and let Milwaukee kind of shoot themselves out of it, which they did. Um, yeah, and and where as a, as opposed to Budnoza, like we know he's not the adjustment guy necessarily. He was better last year. And, and they got the title out of it, but he's very much system is king guy. And they didn't have a, a, a very good answer to some of the Bulls' looks. I think if the Bulls just had better shot making, they could have really stolen that game. Um, they didn't have a massive answer to Yanis getting trapped in the corner. Caruso and Williams were very, very smart with that at times. So, yeah, I think I think it was a really good game from Billy Donovan, to be honest. Yeah, okay. I, I love that. I love that. Um, and let's finish up with the game you just mentioned, the Raptors versus the 76ers. Uh, 131 to 111 win for the 76ers. This is one of the series that us and a lot of people had down as a potential upset. Um, let's talk through it, Yes, Who was your player of the game to start with? Firstly, before that, I am so disappointed in Toronto. So disappointed. Obviously, because fuck the Sixers, but really Obviously. disappointing. Like, just really disappointing. Um, player of the game, I'm going Maxi Tyrese come out. Um, I think I think it was something that we mentioned in the preview briefly. Maybe didn't give it enough time that we deserved it. But and I, I tweeted it from the account as well that Harden and Embiid you can kind of scheme for, but the role players are going to need to step up. And I said I said to someone that Maxi's going to need to have his breakout postseason. Um, yeah, we, we touched on that on the pod, yeah. Yeah, and, and very much so he, he did. Um, he's he's just so hard to keep tabs on, man. Like, he's always moving. He's always relocating off the ball. He's rapid when he gets it in transition. He always wants to do, like, he's infectious. He wants to do stuff. He pushes the pace all the time. He makes daring plays. He gets to the rim. He's so hard to stay in front of. Like, it... It's easy to, I'm not saying he's this level, but we've just watched a war of Morant and Edwards, right? And two of the most gifted athletes in the entire league where they no one can stay in front of them. I think Jalen Green is in that category as well, where athletically, the, just the bounce, the speed, they're just too good. And I, I think he's maybe just a tier below that, but I think mm. Tyrese Maxey is of that cloth. Um, yeah. Cool. Really tough yeah, to stay in front of, and then and yeah. then, but he's got what Jalen Green does. Um, 
and Anthony Edwards is building, but Jar doesn't quite have yet. But he's just elite uh, shooter, man. Like catch and shoot guy. He's just a joke. It's not. So they're not as self created as someone like a Darius Garland. They're, a lot of them are corners and and elbow catch and shoots. But he's he's a, he's in a team with Harden and Embiid. He's probably the perfect co star. In terms yeah. of you give him six threes a game, well, he went five of eight from deep. Um, and and even with Toronto's length, they couldn't get out to him quick enough. He releases it quick, he's accurate, and, and yeah, and 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 he's pesky as well. Man, he's, he's out not... in transition, yeah, he does, he does a little bit of everything, doesn't he? Yeah, so I think he was outstanding, I think he was fantastic. Mm, two big. <laughs> Two biggest plays. It's hard to pick up big plays in a twenty-point blowout. But were there any were there any plays that you're like, mm, okay, it's this this is going to be interesting seeing how this develops across the series because remember we came in thinking Raptors are going to get this. I don't know if if you know there's Augie was saying the other day. There's no sport where the fans are more reactionary than basketball. Yeah. Thinking that Celtic Nets at the end of the third, Jeff said the game was over. And he said, what the hell? Then EC came back again and said, like, what did I tell you? And then he said, what the hell again? Um, Jeff so, said that that Celtic game was done in the third end of the third quarter. <laughs> I was like, come on, bro. Yeah, we're two of the premier scorers in the game. Um, but In terms of plays... Um, it's, it's more a lack of play to be like I've mentioned okay. how disappointed I was with Toronto. Um, I was and I I did it again. I let regular season Siakam fool me. Like, don't do this, man. Give him a chance, man. I will give him a he, chance. He's he had to redeem his reputation. I remember <laughs> a, a, a couple of years ago, I had him um, like number twenty under my top twenty, and it was almost like a. I know he's not 20th now, but end of the season, I'm going to look like a mad... <laughs> and he was absolutely abject. Um, and his oh, reputation was in the gun. I think he... this year, he's been fringe All-NBA. Like, he's been a yeah, fringe he's had a fantastic kind of a player. Yeah. All year um, he's been good. The playoffs, we know, is a different game. You, you talk like key plays. It was, it was more like the lack of plays. I think he... Fred, Fred Franvini got into early foul trouble. He got two in, like, the first two minutes. And so... When Fred isn't ball handling, Siakam and, and Scotty Barnes kind of balance that responsibility. And um, Siakam, as you get in the playoffs, best player above the break, outside the perimeter, ball in hands. And I think it is something to keep in mind. Like It is something that separates the good from the great. Like When people were chiming in that oh, Clay Thompson doesn't belong in a top 25 or whatever, that... I, th I think the best argument for that is he doesn't ever have that responsibility. Like he's not that guy, right? Yeah. And that guy where you just give him the ball, get out of the way, 1v1, they're going to cook. And Siakam, Toronto need him to be that guy. Yeah. And and he just really, really failed. I think he was just, he, there was a lot of indecision. There was a lot of a lack of clarity about what he really wanted to get. Um, he was getting into stuff that he didn't see. It's not like, you see when DeRozan and Tatum and Durant and people like that are in their groove, they know what they what spot and what they're trying to get to, and it's just it's just counter and move and to get to make you somewhere else. Whereas Siakam, it looked like he didn't have a clue what he wanted to get to. He didn't make many plays for anyone else, um, but there wasn't a lot for it. It wasn't like they were calling up stuff for him. That was what I found so interesting about the Bulls is they were calling a lot of sets. They were calling a lot of their stuff. Whereas Toronto. 
again prisoner at a moment like they they didn't call a lot of a lot of good stuff which is which is poor for a, a Nick Nurse team I don't mm. know how much of that was Siakam just wanting to go ISO against the the game plan we'll see in game two but but he couldn't get past anyone he couldn't get any shots off he couldn't he tried a few of those classic painted spin moves that he just couldn't get past anyone and so I think I can't, it's a few days ago now but I think what really struck me was the lack of plays from Toronto more so than than any than any play that stood out cool I'll I'll I'll, I'll put that in with biggest blunder too rather than asking you to repeat biggest it. blunder is oh you've got Joel something big foot breaking flipping Scotty, Scotty Barnes. Barnes. That's, that's, dead. that's the series dead yeah the same like Scotty, well, Scotty, Barnes is, Scotty Barnes might be their third best player as a rookie like Mate, I think I think that I think that's the that's the Raptors' problem is that they have a lot of good guys and no great guys. But yeah, depending on where you are on Van Vliet and Siakam and Ananobi, Scotty Barnes is at worst their fourth best player. At worst. Yeah. And... Do, do you think I know I hate we talk about I hate when we talk about ceilings and all that. Where they have a lot of good guys and no great guys, he's come in, had a fantastic rookie season, top three finishing rookie of the year. Do you see in him potentially a great NBA player? The offensive game needs a lot of polishing. That's the only problem. Um, but I think to it's it's not a it's not a style style. I could see him um, doing a. A Ben Simmons role where he's gonna play make, he's gonna defend the best guys, he's gonna get stuff within restricted area, close range, and feel like that. Um, but the offensive game will be will be what really polishes him. But defensively, he's the best of of um his class, except for like a Mobley. But Mobley, nah, to be fair, both of them are gonna be unbelievable defenders. Yeah, Mo yeah, Mobley looks ge generation. Jo yeah. Mobley looks like all NBA. All NBA in his, in his rookie season, so he'll, like, he'll like, be like, on. Probably will, will be on, and I think is on all defensive teams, like the people, the media, whatever. But yeah, Scotty Barnes just, I think he'll, I think the polish will put people off. Like he's not got. It depends what he can do, but I think every team will be better off having him. Like he is. That so sort of, good that sort of player, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting. They're saying ankle sprain. Um, days are nasty, you know. It didn't look good, man. It didn't look yeah, good. Yeah, so, so we'll see. I think if he's out, yeah, like you said, that's that's the series right there. Um, and finally, who won the coaching matchup? We got Doc. I don't want to give Doc credit. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I, 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 Nick Nurse kind of talked on this. Is like he was like they had to learn tactical lessons, but they also had to learn mental and physical lessons. And then they had to play tougher, and and it it kind of was a game like that. Like I don't think it was a game won and lost on coaching. I think the Sixers showed up. I, I think I I think a lot of us were expect. It's not that Doc won, but I think Nurse. A lot of us expected more in terms of um, him locking hard up, him locking and beat up, him having just interesting coverages. Like there was the famous like. Box and one he did against Kemba in the bubble, and he'll triangle into it, and he'll switch to a zone sometimes and stuff. There was none of that. They were just they were kind of just doing man for man coverage, and then B just got whatever he wanted. Um, 
especially a team that doesn't have the size to guard an beat like Ken Birch, Precious Achua, good players, but they're just a bit small to just go man to man with Embiid. Um, I think he started Birch, probably should have started Precious. No, he started Siakam at the five, I think, and he probably should have started Precious. But but Precious is getting killed, like because single coverage against Embiid, you, you want to force. I really thought they'd t- force more turnovers. They had one turnover on Sixers all game until garbage. Yeah, time. and Embiid didn't have the three. best shooting night, but if you were to give him those shots and those looks that he got at each game, I think he'd be happy with those. Yeah, uh, forcing one turnover in in real time is just not a Nick Nurse team and not a... For Toronto to win that series, they have to be disruptors. They have to be irritants. They have to do stuff like that. And they just they just fell short, man. It's just, yeah, it's just yeah we even got a big Tobias Harris game out of out of him, which is nice when he... That's when you know it's not going well. When he, when he justifies his contract, so it's always nice once every fortnight. Um, yeah, great start to the playoffs. There's, there's a bunch of series we didn't talk about, um, but we made the focus for these... Morning recaps to be short and sweet. Make sure we're covering the games we watched explicitly rather than just reading the box score back to you. You can do that yourselves. Um, yeah, like, I mean, I know, like, for example, I know Miami had Trey Young in hell, but I ain't had time to watch it yet, so I can't tell you exactly how. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, 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 I think, I think going through these in the mornings, we'll, we'll, we'll get people on and, we'll, yeah, if, if people want to hit us up and they fancy an early morning recap for their team. Yeah. Sounds perfect, man. So, yes. Thank you for the early rise this morning, bro. Uh, don't watch that. All good. <laughs> All right, we'll go again. Peace. Nice one. Sports Social Podcast Network.